up, everybody? Welcome into this NLWC lineup or match preview for the weekend. Um, we're going to get into chatting about this new event and how it affects wrestling and, and all the, the cool aspects of it and, and even get into some of our predictions for this match, man. But we're, uh, we're very happy here at Matt Geeks to be having this collaboration tonight with uh, Six Point Move and, and Mr. Anthony Colucci of Six Point Move. So, um, you know, before we get into all of the wrestling stuff, I got to ask, Anthony, how's your night going? And um, also, you know, tell us a little bit about Six Point Move and your venture with, with it. Great. Yeah, thanks for having me on tonight, uh, Jacob. So uh, I'm new to Rockfin as well, just like you. I joined in August, and that's when I launched Six Point Move, which is what I'm using as my channel. Um, so I covered Penn State wrestling all throughout college um, with a student publication. And then once I graduated, I realized that I wanted to keep doing it and stay involved. So that's when I decided to um, start a Rockfin channel. And that was... Um, I kicked it off by writing like a three-part series about the Neville's brothers, which I found really interesting, um, just about how they all grew up to become Division One wrestlers. Um, and then I figured I could keep doing it. So today I actually put out my second, uh, not my second article, my fourth article, but second iteration where it's all about how I believe this weekend is like the beginning of a new, is, is a new beginning for wrestling. And I think the events like this represent a future for it where you know, clubs and athletes are going to have a lot more power than they may have in the past. And they're going to be the ones, um, you know, as the NCAA college sports changes over time. Um, I think models like this could be pretty sustainable as, you know, we've seen funding get cut at a lot of different programs. I think this will be more aligned with the interests of the athletes and also the longevity of the, of the sport. So I'm really focused on writing a lot more longer, thoughtful pieces, like features, but also like analysis about wrestling. That's what I'm hoping to do um, whenever the season does start and in the weeks leading up to have a couple other projects planned. Yeah, man. I mean, I know I know, I enjoyed your, your pieces on the Neville's Brothers. Uh, as we were chatting about it a little bit before, and we actually had te technical difficulties. We're trying to live stream this, but we're unfortunately unable to. Um, but Anthony's sticking with me. He's not too pissed at me. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, I, I really liked your piece on the Neville's brothers. It was cool to, to kind of get into that story. Um, if you guys haven't seen anything, if you haven't read it yet, I would definitely go do that. Right. You can find Anthony and or at Anthony Colucci on Rockfin. Um, and that, that's a really good story. And it, it's just cool to, I think it's really cool what you're doing, right? Trying to get those kind of inside stories on, mm. on stuff behind wrestling. You know, everybody in the world hears the stats and hears this guy beat this guy. Um, but it's really cool that you're you're kind of diving into it a little bit more, especially with cool stories like that, like, you know, a wrestling family, right? Mm -hmm. um, two brothers go to Penn State. One goes to Fresno State. You know, they're all heavyweights. Like, it's it's a very cool story, man. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's... I'm excited to see what you got coming out um, down down the line. Can you give yeah. us any kind of hint on anything that's coming? Yeah. So um, one thing I've started working on has, is about all the head coaches that have passed through Iowa's program in the eighties and nineties. I think that's like a really interesting point. So, and what Gable was able to do and how they all are in wrestling and a lot of them like Tom Ryan, the brands brothers are at the top of the sport right now. So looking kind of about that era and what has happened and how they all are in such, um, you know, influential roles today. It's, it's amazing how many Iowa wrestlers went on to become head coaches and be pretty successful at it. Yeah. 
No, for sure. That that's definitely a cool story. I know, you know, I, I cover the ACC. I'm a big ACC wrestling fan, man, but uh, my heart's always been, been with the Hawkeyes. So oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we might bump heads a little bit when we hit that duel this year, man. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I've always been a big Hawkeye fan. So I'll definitely be reading that one. Yeah. Um, Hopefully we got the technical difficulties figured out for that preview show. <laughs> we, we will definitely have that figured out. Um, for some reason, they could hear me, but they couldn't hear you. So I, I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> but uh, we'll get it. We'll get it worked out. Um, you know, heck, this Rockman thing's still new. So yeah, uh, people are still starting to figure it out anyways. And um, <laughs> I'm just happy that this event's going on this weekend because, you know, like you said, for one, I mean, we'll talk about it a little bit more kind of in depth in a minute, but, you know, mm -hmm. it, I think it's kind of revolutionary for the sport. And I think from a rock fan perspective and a creator perspective for both of us, it's great to kind of finally get people to trust rock fan and get on the platform mm -hmm. because um, I know for me, you know, when I first heard of it, I was like, okay, what's this gimmick? Like what the heck is this? <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I eventually you know, moved over to the dark side and I like it. Um, yeah. I think Rockfin's awesome, man. I'm just excited that it's this event is kind of gonna make people move over to it finally and, and yeah. see how great it is. Um, yeah, I think it's a big win for Rockfin. Um, like just the NLWC, like it doesn't get better than like an event. Bland by Kale Sanderson's going to feature Bo Nickel, Kyle Snyder, um, Alex Derringer, and Jason Null. All these different guys that are you know, the, they are wrestling nowadays. Like, yeah, they may not have Burroughs or Dake, but I mean, that's, doesn't get much better than that crowd. Um, so I think it's going to be a really, really impactful for Rockfin. And I think, like you said, it's really going to start to like put them on the map, which I think um, slowly but surely, like I think ever since Willie Saylor came over, they've been doing really well. Ben Askren has a pretty big following. So um, I think it's only going to go up from here and i think also once rtc see what's going on this weekend they're going to realize that they want to do their own event that was what i put in the article i just put out today was like how this could become the future is that you got david mcfadden and dan valamont from penn rtc that they go back to brandon slay after this weekend they had such a good time like they think it like whatever they whatever money they're able to make from it and they say we want to have our own like Rockfin event and then Penn RTC is going to like call up um, whatever it's the Hawkeye Wrestling Club or um, Sunkiss Kids and they're going to plan their own and then I think I even went as far as to say maybe Carrie McCoy at California RTC will say um, I'm going to run a whole a whole tournament through like streaming and online it's going to be backed by the many donors who give Stanford the $28 billion endowment that a lot of people were calling into question about when Stanford cut their programs. Um, yeah. And who knows, maybe that saves Stanford wrestling. Maybe that's the, that just turns California RTC into like a whole new power that doesn't need the university's backing, whatever it is. I think there's just so much possibility for um, guys like Sanderson and Bormat to kind of, um, carve out the future for wrestling we don't know what's going to happen we don't know who's next or who's going to get cut um but i think they do have a lot of power and and once people get pay their 9.99 to to watch the event this weekend hopefully they stay on the platform you know benefit us but also would benefit a lot of the other um programs that want to do something like this so i'm really excited to see where it goes from here yeah and i mean 
kind of what you said right there at the end too is I think, you know, from my perspective, if I was a wrestling fan and I wasn't on Rockfin, I would be buying this just to watch this event. I mean, it's an mm -hmm. insane event. Like you said, there's so many good wrestlers on it um, and I'd be buying it. But what I would urge people, you know, if you're listening to this, you know, cause it's going to be out on Apple podcast. So you might not have a Rockfin subscription. Um, it, if you're listening to this, if you buy this for, to watch the event, don't just buy it and set it to the side and let it expire. Right. There's so much good content on here. There's so many great dudes on here. I mean, Matt scouts, like you said, Ben Askren, um, I know there's a lot of college coaches that are on here. Uh, there's mm -hmm. technique, there's articles, rankings, podcasts, like literally anything. PA Power does all their, a lot of their stuff on. Um, yeah, I mean, PA Power is even hosting an event on Rockfin you know, down the road too. So there's another event coming. <laughs> so um, definitely check all of this stuff out, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, my, my thing would be, you know, get the subscription, you know, watch the event. And then go surf around and just see what other good stuff's on there and, you know, get people to follow and, you know, let them know that they're doing a good job and that you, you like it. Um, yeah. And it's going to yeah. be probably the best value too of all these events yeah. we've seen this summer. Cause it's nine ninety nine, and it's not just, you get the event, you get a whole month's a month worth, month's worth of coverage, which if you look at what was the, the one was like $20 for 10 bouts. This, I mean, this one's going to be, I don't even know how many bouts there's gonna be. I feel like every day they're adding more, but it's like well over 10 and you're getting yeah. like a whole month of coverage. And like, I think the flow one was only like five bouts. The wrestling underground maybe was six. Like this is like, and there's not a bad one on there. Like it's gonna be a really exciting thing. They cover a lot of different bases. I'm really glad they got women's wrestling on the card. I know that's been like a really uh, hard fought effort, especially over the summer. I feel like it's really picked up some traction to, um, increase its popularity and you know its visibility and i think someone like kale putting um you know like giving it that validation is definitely like a big step for it and maybe even like opens up the possibility for when um you know the ncaa and the programs are making money once again maybe they will be able to have uh, women's wrestling at the d1 level at a lot of different schools like who knows what where we go from here but i think it's just been some very visionary um, place for wrestling to be right now yeah and heck just like <clears throat> what i'm thinking of while you're saying that is <clears throat> if i'm some of these women's wrestling programs and, and i'm like you know espn acc whatever like all the, like these places won't come cover our matches well you can do it yourself now right they it doesn't take much to get a, a camera um figure out how the hell you're supposed to live stream it um but once you figure that out you can, they could easily get a camera, live stream it and put it on Rockfin and hundreds of people are going to watch. I mean, I know I'd watch women's college duels and I mean, I'd watch yeah. all that stuff. So um, I think that'd be great for them. And, you know, I think one thing that's kind of cool is the seeing Kale tweeting so much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's not, he, he hasn't tweet, he didn't tweet for like two years or something crazy. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden this happened and it's like, every day there's like two or three tweets and it's all like hyping up the event. Yeah. And, uh, it's a, uh, it's really funny to watch. He's uh he's come alive on Twitter. Um, <laughs> Do you have a, like a favorite uh, one like tweet or like these promotions that keep putting out? I like the video of it's Thomas Gilman running down the middle of the, of the road of like some back, back road in Pennsylvania, just 
running like in between lanes. I, like it's just like it's focused on him for like five seconds. I think that's like it was just funny to watch. And then it ends. It's like Bo Nickel, like big blue eyes staring into your soul. Like it's well, dude, like, like content I've never seen from this program before. <laughs> well, my thing is, and you're saying it like it's great content. And um, I talked with we had a podcast, HMA podcast, me, Seth, and Jack last weekend, and we talked about it a little bit and. One of the things that we talked about, and I think Seth actually brought it up first, was, you know, this move over to Rockfin for Kale and all and the Penn State staff is it's literally checking every single box. Like it's a great thing from every single aspect, and they're just mm-hmm. like knocking it out of the park. But that was before they put out the promo videos, and so he said it was either him or Jack. I can't remember, but one of them was like, the only thing that they're missing is you know these awesome promos that Flo's putting out. Right. Because those events, yeah. you know, Flo's been kicking ass with putting out those, you know, those cool interviews and they'll have the guys sit down and talk to each other and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you know, that really is the only thing they're missing. You know, they, I mean, they're they're killing it otherwise. And it, it seemed like literally the next day. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I mean, maybe Kale listens to my podcast. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> but um, I doubt it. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was that was cool. Because I remember it came out and I was like, wow, like this is awesome. This, yeah. It's not like one of the coaches threw it together. You know, it's like legit. Like I was watching one and I remember like watching it and going, I'm going on a run after this. Like, <laughs> this is awesome. Um, so yeah. yeah, I've had a lot I, of cool stuff. I think just overall, all the videos are awesome and they're very, very well put together. I mean, they just, they're freaking masterpieces, man. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, one of the things I wanted to do is before we get into getting into this event more, because I could talk for hours about this thing, man. Um, <laughs> I wanted to make sure that I hit on the Beat the Streets event that's going on um, here in about an hour. Um, it, man, it's going to be a good one too, right? So we mm-hmm. want to talk the majority of this thing about the Nitty Lion event, but I got to hit that, that Beat the Street event for a second. Um, yeah. They got some good stuff going on, right? There's a couple of women's matches on there. Uh, Gable Stevenson's is wrestling. He's uh, wrestling Trent Hilger. Uh, Yanni is wrestling an Olympic champ. And then I got to mention, I got to shout out my two dudes, right? I, I host a podcast with Jack and Seth, and they're both wrestling tonight. Um, Seth is wrestling Joe Cologne, and he actually is 0-2 against Joe Cologne in his career. Um, but they haven't wrestled since, I believe, 2017. Uh, so we all know Seth's a different animal now. Uh, <laughs> man he, he's he's so good and, and the other thing too i was talking to jack earlier today because I, I asked him i was like you know when you guys wrestle your matches you need to get you need to convince them to let you guys wrestle each other again later <laughs> um, he was like no absolutely no way he's too big <laughs> so apparently that's in shape man but apparently he like that's a big cut for him oh um, yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah, I mean, Jack Jack's wrestling uh, Rustam Ampar. Uh, I I can't remember what country, and I don't want to butcher it, but obviously an overseas guy that um, was a couple-time Uregan champ and, you know, just very, very highly skilled. And, and Jack was really excited when he when that got announced. You know, originally yeah. he was going to wrestle Vito, but um, I think Vito might have, you know, a little bit of injury, something going on or something. Mm. Um, and, you know, Jack – got the new got the news and he was twice as excited um, <laughs> and then seth of course is 
Seth's very even kill and like very calm and like you can you never I, I can never tell if he's excited or not you know but uh, <laughs> I I think he's excited to have the chance to wrestle Joe again and kind of uh, right the wrong you know from a couple of years so a couple yeah. of years ago but what, what are your your thoughts on on this event and uh, yeah I think yeah. it's just top to bottom is just a great card like um I can't remember if I said this on this version or when we were recording before um <laughs> was like just how like it's everything that you could want like this has Gable it's got Yanni then um Seth Groves Jack Mueller like there's just so many talented wrestlers that are coming through and it's a, it's a lot of firepower I mean for not having the tournaments and like the big events that you know we may have been expecting um like they're they're putting on a good show whether it's the flow events um the one this weekend or even just like um that wrestling underground one where they were in the octagon like I think it's just um been really good for the sport and I mean I think it'll be a really big test I think Yanni and Seth Gross both have you know big, big tests this week uh tonight um so I'm curious to see and they go, but I mean, it doesn't get better than the way either of them has been. Like both are at at their peak or not even peaking yet. So I'm really excited to see where what happens tonight, and then also moving forward once we do get to, um, you know, Worlds and the Olympic Trials and the Olympics next year. See kind of how it shakes out. That's what I feel like. All this stuff is just kind of like the precursor to what we got coming. Um, and like I was thinking, like that is just like they're getting ready to go on their big run. Like the next 12 months will be like truly something special for, for Yanni or for Seth or even Gable could make an Olympic team. Like, I think it's um, really an exciting time. And I think it's like a good way to kick it off for the time being. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I love these beat street events, how they kind of incorporate the, um, the overseas guys too, right? It's not yeah. just these dudes we've seen wrestle a million times. Um, but I know I, I want to get over to the, the NLWC yeah. <laughs> match, but uh, I'll say real quick before I go, I got to give my, my predictions because I did not the other day. Um, <laughs> so I, I just want to hit, I want to hit Seth, Jack and Yanni. Um, and for, well, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think Seth is going to tech fall uh, Joe Colon. I think it's going to be an absolute beat down. And I think that he's very, very, um, I just I think he's zoned in, laser focused, and ready to go. And I, I, I think it's a case of of Seth's kind of upward trajectory and Joe maybe um, staying the same or maybe kind of falling off a little bit. Um, and I just I, I'm going to go ahead and say Tech fall for Seth, um, and I'm pretty confident in that one. Um, how, how are you feeling about that match? Yeah, um, I mean I think Tech fall that'll be a bit. I think. We'll have to see. I don't know. I don't know if it'll get that. Call me on my crap. Out of hand, but I mean, I'm not sure. I haven't thought too much about like predictions for this event, but I mean, I think it'll no, be good. good for Seth. Yeah. You're good. And I was just going to go through the other two, you know, kind of quickly. Um, for, for Jack, I think it's going to be a really great match. He's the underdog. Um, I know the, the odds I, I was looking at, um, they, they favor on par and it's, it's minus 150 on par. So it's, it's not awful, but, um, uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to take Jack and I'm going to take Jack in a close one. I think it's going to come down to the end and he's going to, um, you know, steal it with a takedown or, or something like mm -hmm. that. Um, I think we're going to see a different Jack than we saw on the last card. Uh, I know I've talked to him several times and he kind of jumped into training really quick and, and didn't really have a whole lot of time to prepare. Um, mm. and I, he's been 
training a lot lately. And I know that it's just going to be win or lose. It's going to be a different Jack Mueller than we saw against RBY. Yeah. Um, but, you know, obviously I, I have my bias, but I, I'm going to go Jack and I'm going to say Jack wins it a tight one. Um, and then the, the main event uh, for, for Yanni and Vladimir Kachinkasvili. Uh, I, I probably butchered it, but whatever. Vlad. Um, I, I'm going to go Yanni, man. I'm never going to pick against Yanni. I mean, <laughs> I, I just can't. Unless it's Zane, I, I don't think I can pick against Yanni. Uh, I, we've, since we've been watching Yanni, we've seen him lose to Jay Narman one time. Um, and then we've seen him lose to Zane and Joey McKenna one time. Those are the only three people we've seen beat him. Um, and the only one that's been consistent has been Zane. So, yeah. um, I, I just, I, I've, he's one of the guys that just always finds a way to win and I'm never going to pick against him until proven otherwise. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah man. But uh, I think that, even, um, I don't know. We'll have to see like when him and Zane keep going, but I think Yanni eventually is going to surpass him and yeah. be the best in the world consistently. But I don't know. We'll have to see. I think Zane's got more than enough left in the tank. So I'm really, really excited to see when them go head to head for the uh, Olympic spot. Oh, for sure. I'm glad you said that, though. I kind of get that. I don't know. I'm not a big basketball fan. I don't know how much a basketball fan you are, but I kind of, the vibe I get when I watch these Yanni interviews are like early years LeBron. Like everybody knew he was really good, but he hadn't won the titles and blah, blah, blah. Like Yanni's won NCAA titles, but I'm talking about senior level. Um, You know, I think he's about to, I think he's going to break through and and be great. Yeah. I mean, he could have went last year. So, yeah. A little controversial but <laughs> yeah but i mean we'll, we'll keep it moving man we got to get to this other event and i'm excited yeah. to talk about it um so i think where do you want to start with this i mean do we want to talk about you know well, matches we're looking forward to or what do you want to do yeah well it's an acc podcast you want to hit on your uh acc guys first and then we can kind of go from there yeah i mean i think that that'd definitely be a good way to do it um i yeah, I mean, I think actually first, if you don't mind, do we want to start? I wanted to hit the the women's wrestling first. Oh, sure, yeah. Cool that because I mean, we kind of talked about it just a split second, but I wanted to give that a little bit of of shine. Um, you know, I, I will ashamedly say that I have not followed women's wrestling a whole lot. Um, I'm very ready for that to change, though, and I'm excited that these events are having these women's wrestling matches and. Um, I know that they're putting together good ones too, right? They're not just throwing to, you know, people they don't know or people don't know or whatever. Like they're putting really good matches together and um, it's going to be really fun for the fans. I know that mm-hmm. Seth, um, Seth's fiance uh, wrestles and she's pretty up there in the circuit too. So um, he is very well, uh, he, he knows a lot about that <laughs> side of things. And so he was telling me about these matches and, there's some really good ones. Um, but I think it's just good in general for women's wrestling because, you know, people are going to be watching these events. And so put out those events that are going to be fireworks or those matches that are going to be fireworks with women's mm-hmm. wrestling. Um, and then, you know, it, it's going to continue to grow. But what are your thoughts on, uh, you know, the women's wrestling aspect of these yeah. things? No, I'm glad to see them be included in that um i know there's been a lot of there's a lot of competing visions on like what the future of wrestling looks like but i think the response over the summer has been that 
people don't just want to see men's freestyle. Like there's a need, there's a want to see the Greco. There's also a want to see women's freestyle. And I'm really excited that we're kind of diversifying the product that we're putting out there. Um, and so, I mean, like I was saying before, it's a big endorsement for Kale to include it on his card and not just like, oh, here's one match. Like, I mean, it's two of the whatever, 12 bouts. Like, that's a significant amount. Like he very easily could have plugged it in with um, whoever, D- David Taylor could have been, who, what it named just a Penn State great that you could just fill yeah. in on that card or anyone on his team currently. Um, so I think that is a big vote of confidence. And, um, you know, he's one of the leaders of the sport right now. So I think that's really big to get his endorsement and Flo's got a couple matches on as well tonight. So I think that it's, it's good. It seems like around the, uh, across the board, um, it's getting the attention and that the desire to see it is there. So I'm like, I I, like you, I can't, I, I don't know enough to speak to the specifics of it, but you know, I'm happy to continue learning and become a much, um, you know, more attentive fan um so yeah i'm really excited to see i think the ones i got this weekend um you know, jane valencia i mean uh, is, is gonna be in the olympics next year that'll be really exciting to see her and then hopefully um you know follow her through the olympics um next summer i think will be really cool um and just some just something good to watch yeah no well it's good to to get these these new names out there too and hype them up right because you know it, if you follow wrestling, you, you probably have heard of Helen, right? You've heard of Helen Marulis, yeah. you've heard of, um, you know, Jakara Winchester, Adeline Gray. Like, you've heard the big names that have won world titles for us, right? Um, but, you know, in my, my talks with Seth and other people around the, the women's side of the sport, there's a wave of very, very good girls coming in. Um, and it's going to be cool to kind of see them get in and take over. I think you know, the sport is in two different places for the men's and the women's and, you know, men's have kind of broken through, you know, I don't know, five, 10, whatever years back where um, we've really, really started getting good and, and, and started having competition at our weights and everything. And it wasn't just, Oh, this one guy's good and everybody else is average. Um, yeah. And I think that's kind of where women's has been and that's why it hasn't been as big. And, and now we're really, really, we're, we're really starting to get a lot of really good competition and, and phenomenal women's wrestlers and you know the the women's programs the colleges all that stuff is really building that side of the sport and um it, i mean it's gonna be i mean i'm like a little kid at christmas right it's a whole another <laughs> a whole another side of the sport that's opening up that, yeah. that i didn't even know i mean i don't want to say didn't know existed but like it's a, a whole side of the sport that yeah I wasn't in before and now I'm getting to to jump into it so yeah i think um, that is a great point that it is um like so much more meaningful that it's not just like um you know the one the women's wrestlers that everybody knows like i think it's digging a little bit deeper and giving that exposure i think that's where the like the change will come from so i think that's a really good point i hadn't considered that too much but that makes a ton of sense yeah well i mean it's it's kind of like what the ufc has been doing right um ufc women's wrestling kind of slowly getting there and like everybody's like oh ronda rousey is great but who the heck else is there and then consistently they were just finding the best matchups and just putting them out there on these cards and people are watching it like these women are awesome like they're kicking butt so you know it it started growing and growing and honestly like i might be more of a women's ufc fan than i am a men's (laughs) sometimes so um 
I think it's they're kind of following that blueprint, and I think that it's really going to help them grow. Um, but I mean, there, there's one thing also I kind of wanted to, to jump back that you kind of hit on earlier, and that was just these events in general and how much they're doing for the sport. And I think um, we've struggled a lot for a long time in the United States to figure out pro wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually talking, you know, I, if you're listening to this, then I already have a podcast out with David McFadden and another one with Mike Machiavello. Um, and spoiler alert right at the moment only Dave McFadden's out Mike Mock is also coming out um, and I, I think it was I think it was McFadden that we were talking about these pro events and like we haven't really gotten to um, a point where they are something right and mm-hmm. I think what you said with you know the the clubs going together is is the key right mm-hmm. I think it's cool what Wrestling Underground did what floated the first time but um, my thing is watching those events. I'm like, I- I'm here for like one or two matches and the rest of them, those are my bathroom breaks. I'm like, yeah. whatever. <laughs> but this event and putting it on against Cliff Keen, it, to me, I know it's not cause it's senior level, but it's almost like a Michigan Penn state duel. You know, yeah. it's like, it's exciting. And it's like, if you're a Penn state fan, you're like, I got to watch this cause I want to see Penn state win. I want to see the nitty Lion club win. <laughs> and if, if you don't like Penn state, you're like, man, I'm, we'll see if Michigan can pull this up, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So what are your yeah. thoughts on that aspect? No, I mean, I think that is something that makes it really special. It is kind of funny that you think of it as like a Penn state Michigan duel, but then you consider like Snyder and Gilman are mixed in with all like the Penn state regulars. But I mean, that's just like the nature of it, um, yeah. of like not just being your college, it's the best place to train or whatever like needs that you have. Um, but I would like to see it be more, um, like a, like a future one, not just be Michigan and others, that it would be like all the clubs, athletes. I know not every club is necessarily big enough to have to field whatever the 10, 12 matches, but I think that would be really interesting to have like keep score, like a, like a, a dual weather is even have a dual season years from now when that's what it's progressed to. I think that could be what could make it work. Like, I don't think it's going to be like a pro wrestling league. I don't think it's going to be, like an upstart team in like um, random cities. Like I think it's going to be building with around the established RTCs and like using the athletes who are already coming there to, um, you know, compete at worlds and Olympics, like train for that. I think that's the best way place to start. And it's also just, um, I think you would have, those leagues would t- require you to win over the Kales and the Tom Ryans to come like work come coach in that but this is already where they are like a lot of these programs have their rtcs that the head coach is very involved in so i think that might be the best way to establish that um and i think that'd be great for wrestling i think much more kids would stick with it because i think that is like a a drawback that they have is like well i'm really good at football and i'm really good at wrestling like well not only do i have a better chance of getting a scholarship with football like i also can potentially go to the nfl like and it's just a but much better career path. I mean, it's what some of these athletes go through um, in the Olympic sports. I mean, it's really like they're not profiting the way that they necessarily should, given how talented they are. So I think that could be a nice, viable uh, plan and course for them to go through. Yeah. And I mean, kind of drawn back to I, my conversation I had with Mike Machiavella, we, we kind of hit on stuff like that too. And, um, you know, he was saying that 
these events are great because it's putting more money in the RTC's pockets, which is going to put more money in the athletes' pockets. Yeah. Right. And I think that the the issue has been for the longest time with these pro things is that it requires so much money to get them up and going. But I think that's where Rockfin comes in, right? And I think that's where if if it's not very expensive to do it, and I mean, hell, if if they don't want to put all kinds of money into it, do it in the wrestling room. Like I don't even care where it's at. Like do it out in the yeah. football field. Who cares? Like, but you can easily stream it on Rockfin, get the two teams together. And then whatever money comes out of that, I don't know if they split it or if the home team gets it or whatever, but, you know, they can definitely earn some money doing yeah. that, right? And then funnel it into the RTCs. And then there's more fans, there's more donors. Like, I mean, I just think it's all around great. Yeah. Have they said where the event this weekend is going to be? I feel like I haven't seen, like, many details about it. I didn't even know until today that it started at 8 so p.m. That's but... purposeful. Uh, are you talking about beat the streets or are you talking about uh the oh the the nittany lion one is it so, indoors in or, okay um, it's in a hotel i that's one i asked mike about it and yeah he was like i don't know if i'm supposed to tell anybody kind of deal because um, <laughs> like they don't yeah. they don't want to tell anybody because they don't want fans to show up obviously yeah 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 um, and i was like oh no man i'm not trying to like sneak it out of you i was just wondering like i didn't know i haven't heard anything about it either obviously yeah um, but it's in some hotel somewhere, kind of like oh, okay. the, the flow one. Yeah. Because um, at first I was thinking it'd be in Rec Hall, but then I was like, I don't know, that'd be kind of weird, all empty. And I was like, maybe in the wrestling room, but that'd be kind of lame too. So I guess, sorry. yeah, that makes. Yeah. No, that was sense. my thought, right? Yeah. And that's why I asked him. I was wondering if it was in Rec Hall or like BJC or something, like if the school yeah. was cool with it. That was kind of where I was going. Um, but yeah, I mean, apparently it's in some kind of a hotel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I, it, it's. It's all around great for the sport, man. Literally every aspect of it. And I think that getting more RTCs to do it and they're going to make more money doing it and then they can afford to pay their athletes better and pay more athletes. And it's just going to going to build. And mm-hmm. that was one of the things like McFadden said when he saw it happen, like obviously he's on the card, right? But yeah, when he heard about it, first thing he did was talk to Coach Slay and was like, we need to do something like this. Like we've got a full team here. Like we can definitely yeah. field this and do it. And I yeah, know Seth they can compete with anyone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, they're freaking awesome. And Seth said the same thing over at Wisconsin. He's like, we got some dudes over here. Like we could do this. Like we should, we should get it going. So I know all yeah. these RTCs are, are into it. Um, you know, it's just about pulling the trigger and doing it. Yeah, uh, for sure. But yeah, I mean, uh, it's enough theoretical talk. Let's, uh, let's <laughs> get into these matches, man. Sure. Um, so, like I said, I mean, there's, I'm not, neither of us are like super analytical guys. Like I'm not the guy that's going to jump on here and be like, oh, he needs to hit a knee pull single this side, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, you know, but from a fan perspective, you know, looking at this, we already talked about the women's matches being awesome. Uh, you got one of the Neville's brothers competing yet. Nick Neville's versus Jordan Wood, which is going to be, that's going to be a great match. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, Jordan Wood. I think it's gonna be like a classic heavyweight, just two yeah. huge guys like oh, <laughs> slugging yeah. it out. I think that'll be um may not be like, you know, most high scoring, but I think it'll be uh definitely something <laughs> just interesting to watch. I mean like I mean both are I think I mean Nick's been doing really well in freestyle, like ever since he graduated. So I think that'll be a good matchup. I don't know a ton about wood in freestyle, but I mean, I'm really curious to see how that goes with the two 
Yeah. Well, big bodies slugging it out. Yeah. I know Wood was a, uh, is either a cadet or a junior, uh, world, uh, silver. So mm-hmm. he's good. Right. He, he's actually, I think he's medaled a couple times the world championships at age level. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's going to be a great match. Um, I think personally, I, I kind of favor Wood in this one. Um, and that's just because of the success that he's had and he's kind of yeah. proven on the level. Um, and, and I mean, like you said, Neville's had success as well, but, um, I mean, I, I kind of tend to favor world medals a little bit. Um, yeah, no, definitely. And, and also I was looking, I had to look up some stuff about him the other day and I went on the, the Lehigh website to look him up and his picture, I'm telling you, will <laughs> scare little children away. Like <laughs> he is like, he's a man. All right. Yeah. I, I think it was, it was funny because, you know, I mean, they're college guys, right? And especially him, he's an older guy. Like, he's going to look, like, older. But um, I was joking with Jack and Seth. I was, I was looking at the picture. I was like, this dude has, like, has four kids and a mortgage. Like, <laughs> this, <laughs> this is not a college kid. This is insane. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I tend to favor Wood in it. And, you know, I, I'm excited to see how that one goes down, though. I think, like you said, it's going to be kind of a classic heavyweight battle. Yeah. Yeah. He had a nice run to the like, semifinals last year at NCAA. So yeah. Yeah, he could definitely compete with, with anyone. So yeah, oh, it'll, sure. be, it'll be good. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, speaking of heavyweights, getting into the next match, it's completely different style of heavyweights, but um, Greg, uh, is it Kirkfleet or? Oh yeah. Yeah. So Greg Kirkfleet and then Yusuf Hamida um, of he's, I guess he's a Cliff Keen guy now. Um, yeah, yeah, he went to Cliff Keen after college. Yeah, because he wrestled at Maryland, right? And then yeah. um, transferred over to Cliff Keen, I guess. I didn't even know that. Um, but it, this is the classic battle of, of the new up-and-comer that everybody's heard a bunch of good stuff about versus the, the kind of wily veteran that's been around that, that knows how to get it done. So yeah, what do you see with this one? Yeah, no, this is the match um, we were talking, like, which one we'd be most excited for. I think – I don't know that this will be, like – I'm not going to say it's going to be the most competitive, but I'm just really excited to see Kirk Fleet out there. Um, we haven't really seen him in a long time. And I mean, I just have heard like all the hype about him. Uh, it doesn't seem like he's going to wrestle this year as um, Matt Scouts pointed out is every other wrestler is not current is, is already out of college. So I feel like that kind of points to like Willie said that he's going to do an Olympic red shirt or um, who knows what the plan is for him but I'm really excited to see him out there now he's been with Penn State for I think he came in December or January around that time frame so not quite a full year but he's definitely benefited from being in that room you know training with guys like Snyder so um, and and Jake Varner so I think that I'm really excited to see where he's at Um, I'm expecting a really big showing from him maybe even a tech we'll see Um, but I mean Hamida like it'll be He's a tough opponent. He's, you know, big, um, burly guy, I think. Um, so I'm really excited to see how Kirkfleet matches up. Um, he's going to – who knows when we'll see him in a Penn State singlet, but I'm really excited. I don't know um, when that'll be, but um, there's a lot of good things coming at heavyweight for Penn State, assuming Kirkfleet sticks around um, and we see him sometime soon. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good test for him too. Like you said, he's – He's a guy coming in that has all the hype in the world um, and, and has really looked very, very good, you know, on both the, the folk style level, obviously in high school kind of, you know, 
beating up everybody, but he's really been a freestyle guy. So um, yeah. he's right in his wheelhouse. And we're really getting to see um, him tested with a guy that, um, you know, Yusuf Hamida, he's a U23 uh, world silver medalist. So he's another guy that has a lot of experience and, you know, has been on the big stage in the world championships. Um, and, and also a, an NCAA All-American. So um, mm-hmm. Hamida himself is – He's definitely another kind of big guy, heavyweight, but he's one of those that uh, is very athletic, right? He kind of he kind of reminds me of of like a Gwizdowski kind of uh, mm. you know body and movement kind of deal. Like yeah, you got Wood that's like the heavyweight, right? The, the big old dude, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got uh, Hamida is is kind of in that Gwiz territory where he's a big guy and like a big heavyweight guy, but he's also like just like. I don't know. I mean, he's not like a, a big roly poly. Like he's a big yeah, yeah. dude that's very athletic, you know? No, there's a lot of muscle on exactly. him. Like, I mean, and he's always been, may not have had the most decorated college career, but he was always very competitive. I felt um, at heavyweight would give everyone a match. Like, I mean, I know I can think of a lot, couple of slugfests between him and Nevels um, before Kassar kind of took over. So I think that'll be, uh, yeah, I mean, he's a great competitor. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm looking forward to it, man. I, I think that I'm I'm probably gonna pick Kirkleet in this one. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not gonna go Tech Fall. I think that Hamida can hang with him, and I think he's gonna. I think Hamida's gonna give him some trouble in the beginning, and then Kirkleet's gonna kind of figure it out, and you know mm-hmm. maybe open up kind of a you know six seven point lead and win pretty comfortably. Um, but it, it's definitely gonna be Kirkleet for me. Um, and, you know, with that, we'll keep moving, man. And the next match, uh, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, Thomas Gilman, uh, you know, he, uh, he had that commercial that came out recently where he was competing <laughs> against a phone or something. Um, <laughs> but uh, I thought that was hilarious because he just didn't yeah. seem like the type of guy to do that. Uh, <laughs> but, man, he's changed his whole life since he moved to the NLWC. I mean, he's on social media now and, like, actually, like, actively tweeting and such. Um <laughs> doing commercials like cheesy commercials it's hilarious um, <laughs> yeah but, i saw the one with the um it was something in the wrestling room the the, sh- the shot uh shot what you call it? yeah no no not it was he was like it was drilling on like a shot dummy and it was just like pushing it around the room talking about how great it was that was when you were talking about all the things he's been up to like yeah posting it i just doing a lot of different things we get those sponsorships definitely but um yeah i think curious to see the ways he's grown since he's come over to state college and the improvements he's made yeah yeah man um now i'm excited to see it though and the thing with this match is like everybody in the world wants to go oh it's the revenge match right uh darian cruz is the guy that shut thomas gilman out from getting his ncaa title as a senior yeah. right and yeah it's true but um, people forget that they've wrestled multiple times since then on the senior level and Gilman's had his way with him every time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to the point where I'm not even sure how many points Darian's scored on him. Uh, so I, I see this one being a, a heavy favorite for Gilman. Um, mm-hmm. and, and Gilman's not really the tech fall kind of guy. Um, so I'm not going to go there, but I could see it being like a three, four, five to nothing win. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he's really reaching a new level. And um, one thing I was talking about this matchup is that's one thing I think 
as they make more of these events, there got to be a lot of these matchups with a lot of history. I mean, yeah. that's the draw is like him versus Cruz. And obviously, um, like it cost him a national, his shot at a national championship. But I want to see uh, like other, you know, rivalries or revenge matches, whether uh, you, you throw Miles Martin out there with, with Bo, I think, because I mean, they had, they had a nice rivalry going back that, in college yeah. before Bo bumped up. Um, so I think that would be something like that. Um, trying to think of other ones off the top of my head. Like we had like Imar and Noel for Imar and Joseph. I mean, that was um, when Imar was in school, that was like a big rivalry uh, first with Noel. And then when he moved up with uh, Chenzo. So I think that'll be like, I, I want to see matches like that, that um, have a little bit of history riding on them. And like, that's what I think people are going to tune in. But I think, yeah, Gilman and Cruz, lot of uh a lot riding on that one so but i mean i yeah. think gilman's reaching a new level well i mean if we if we keep doing these rtc things and maybe the uh the, the cornell rtc uh penn state can, can hit maybe we can see a david taylor kyle dake rematch. yeah yeah that would be something a uh, replay Dude. of that match <laughs> i like the amount those of matches money, actually those three that they had <laughs> yeah the amount of money i would pay just to see that one match happen again yeah Oh man, especially right now. I mean, I know that David's got to be pretty significantly bigger by now. Yeah, dude, I would. Oh man, I'd want to see that match. If if you told me like, let's make one match right now, any match <laughs> you want. I mean, obviously, I want to see Jaden Sajulayev, but right after that, it might be David and Kyle. Yeah. Um, I wonder if they ever will. Like, um, just because like that'll ever come up like on one of these exhibitions or what but well the fun thing like i know they train together right like yeah yeah i mean they're a lot great friends yeah no it'd be fun to, to see it happen again um, yeah but i you know we both got gilman we both got gilman pretty pretty easily um and, and the next one is going to be rutherford and, and pentelio um i i'm excited to see this one too i think that it's kind of i, I don't know man like I was listening to the flow guys talk about it this morning and Pantelio has always given Nolf kind of a hard time, right? Nolf yeah. always won, but like he always gave him a hard time. And um, I don't know, like for me personally, I know that Zane's been our, our rep for multiple years and um, you know, he's obviously had a lot of success, but for me, it's just, he kind of lost a little bit. He lost a little bit for me when he went for the, to the senior level from college. Like in college, he was this figure that like couldn't be touched, right? Yeah. Like there was nobody getting in his way. It was a godlike figure. And then on the senior level, like we've seen him lose, you know, multiple matches and, and kind of, you know, crappy ways, right? Yeah. So, he had a poor showing at Worlds last year. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like I've always been a fan of, of Pantelio and, um, uh, I'm going to be pulling for that to be a good match. I, I don't know how it's going to go, but I think it's going to be a fun one to watch either way. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm curious to see how it'll go, but I mean, it's going to be, it's going to take a lot before I start picking against Zane. I mean, he's yeah. just like, I mean, I know it's kind of, he's not maybe domin dominating at the level that he was in college, but I think for anyone to be dominant, like to maintain that level, like, I, I don't know who, like, John Smith like was he like just yeah. that having that consistency like I don't know like who has been able to For like consistently stay at that um that spot and I mean I think unless you put 
Yanni on on the mat against him. Like it'll be it'll be a few years or a few really embarrassing losses before I start before I lose the benefit of the doubt for Zane. Yeah, um, no, I agree. I mean, I'm picking Zane for this one, but all I'm saying is don't shut Fantelio out in your mind. And yeah, I, don't be surprised if it's a lot closer than you think it's going to be. Yeah. No, the Michigan guys are tough. I mean, the amount of times that uh, Pantelio pushed Nolf to the wire or Amin pushed Hall to the wire. I mean, it's they, uh, whatever it is about them, about the way Michigan does it, they definitely are always um, give Penn State a hard time, even like even if it's just for the match. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we both got Zane. I'm just saying, just. Keep an eye out. I think it's going to be a better one than people think. Um, but that'll roll us right into, you know, our first of our ACC guys that obviously we love on this channel. Um, David McFadden versus Jason Nolf. Uh, like I said before, I had David on the podcast uh, yesterday, and we had a great conversation. He's a, he's a cool dude. Um, Jersey guy. You know, he's got, got a little bit of Jersey, obviously. He's got <laughs> some West Virginia and now some Pennsylvania in him. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he, he – talks about being kind of the life of the party a little bit uh, <laughs> but uh he, he's a cool dude and uh we had a good conversation i know he's looking forward to this one um yeah a- interesting a uh, fun fact he he said that he thinks he was nolf's only loss back in like sixth grade <laughs> so you know he uh he beat him at the in the finals of one of those national tournaments and uh um you know they haven't seen again they haven't met again since because mcfadden got a little bit bigger than nolf did um, but they're, they're yeah. back to it. And um, also McFadden said that, you know, he recently wrestled at that, that wrestling underground event. Um, and he took that on like three days notice and showed up <laughs> and won. Um, and he was talking about it and he kind of briefly went over it and I had to stop him and go back. But he, he knew about this Nolf match well before the underground one. And I thought oh. that was wild. Like yeah. he was preparing for the Nolf match. And then all of a sudden they're basically like, Hey, you want to wrestle this weekend? Yeah, why not? Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think he looked. I don't know if you saw the wrestling underground event, um, but eight to four win over Tommy Gant. I think he looked fantastic, and I'm excited to see this match, man. But of course, Jason Nolf, three-time NCAA champ, four-time finalist, another one of those you know historic figures in college wrestling. Uh, right. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah. Um... You know, again, like you were saying, like the pedigree that Nolf brings in, it makes it hard to pick against him. But I was listening to your podcast before um, with McFadden, and it was like the way he was talking. Like, I think he's got the right mindset to come into a match against him. I think he was saying something like, I'm only watching the film not to so much, like, figure out how to, like, avoid him. But I'm looking for, like, the the flaws that he does have, and I'm still going to go out there and be – like an offensive wrestler. And I think, I think that's the key to going against um, Nolf and something that, you know, guys maybe, maybe weren't always willing to do. They'd rather kind of keep it close and drag it out as long as possible and maybe get lucky and steal a win. But I think he's got, you got to wrestle open and free. So I do think he's going to give Nolf a good match. I think it would be a toss up actually with, um, you know, he's, he's hot right now after the Gantt match and, that was just on three days notice. Like, you know, he's yeah. been preparing for this for a long time. I know you were joking with him about his new roommate, Mark Hall, giving him yeah. some inside tips on Mark Hall's former roommate. 
uh, Nolf. But yeah, I mean, I think that'll be a good one. And I mean, especially McFadden's senior season got cut short because of um, the pandemic. So he's got a lot riding on it. I, I'm really uh, curious to see how that one comes down to the wire. Yeah, for me, uh, there, there's a lot of different factors that play into this decision. Um, but, you know, I, I'm going to drop the bombshell and I, I'm going David McFadden with the win here. Um, I, you can you can think I'm crazy all you want, but it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, um, that's what the ACC fans listening to this podcast want to hear probably. Well, <laughs> At least the I'm, Hokie fans. <laughs> I'm not saying it just because they want to hear it. I'm saying it because I believe it. Uh, this man is going to win. I, and my, I, I truly do believe it, though. Um, and, and I think the reasoning for me, and, and I'm kind of digging deep into it, and maybe it's too deep, but um, for me, Jason Nolf, he dealt with an injury kind of right out of college. So his, his senior level start was kind of slow, and you know he struggled a little bit to find the right weight. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, I think he was just kind of one of those tweener guys that wanted – I think he knew like 74 is where I need to be because it's an Olympic weight, but I'm maybe more of a 70 kind of guy. Um, and so he's kind of tried to to fit into that 70 weight class. And, and I think it's probably going well for him. I mean, I, I don't know much about that, but um, I, I can imagine, you know, being up there with probably one of the best coaching staffs in the world that, you know, he's going to get there and he's going to have it all together. Um, but he just, I, I don't know. Like he, he's looked good. He's beat the guys you should beat, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I, I just think, again, it's kind of like, like Zane for me, like he was a different level in college, I think yeah. just above everyone else so far that it was just a foregone conclusion. Right. And Nolf next topic. Right. But in freestyle, I think that he's definitely better than the majority of them, but I think he's touchable. Right. Um, and I think that McFadden's coming in hot off of a win, like you said, three days notice, eight to four win over a, a very proven veteran on the circuit. Um, McFadden also, I'm even like, I was kind of teetering on it. And then when I had the interview with him, I, I'm, I'm all in because one of the things I, I think that's a, a big factor for McFadden was that he talked about at the end of his college career, kind of having a hard time with this body and kind of like losing the love for the sport and just like kind of getting through it at the end. And then right. when he got out and he moved up to the Penn RTC and kind of, he kind of like remade himself, right. He reinvigorated that love for the sport and um, has been doing really well ever since. And I also think a, another factor not to be overlooked is McFadden's a bigger guy than Nolf. Um, I don't know how much, but I know he's a bigger dude. So um you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But I'm going to say that McFadden steals one. I think it's going to be a really great match either way, though. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I think it's going to be a toss-up. I mean, maybe I would lean toward Nolf just um, just a little bit yeah. more experience. But, and maybe he's got that 12, uh, 12-year-old loss <laughs> riding on him still. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think the only thing is I just – think that Nolf we haven't he has he certainly hasn't reached the gone to the level that he was at in folk style he hasn't gotten there in freestyle since college so maybe he just hasn't reached yet as he's dealt with the injuries and finding the right spot so I wouldn't count him out just yet but um, I think this is one that's going to be close entertaining I mean they're both um, very 
aggressive and I mean both will put on a show so I'm really uh, I think that'll be a good one but if I had to lean one way I would say no but I wouldn't be surprised to see McFadden yeah no I, I think I, I think you know Burroughs and Dake are kind of on their way out and either this cycle or next I, I don't I don't see either of them being there after next cycle um, and, and I think that you know Nolf and you know, McFadden uh, Imar, all these guys are in this next wave, and it's going to be interesting to see how how it all sorts out. Um, and honestly, I think I might I might be on on Team Nolf for the long run, um, but you know, right now I just I'm I'm going to stick with McFadden um, in the in the upset for sure. But uh, mm -hmm. uh, the next one, second to last, the co-main event: Kyle Snyder versus Mike Machiavello. Um, we seen we have seen this one happen. Uh, we saw it at the Bill Farrell. Uh, a couple of months back, and uh, it was a it was a technical fall for uh, Kyle Snyder, and, and I know my my Mike Mock episode's not out, so you haven't heard it yet. But uh, it was funny. I got to the point where I was asking him about this match, and I was like, you know, when when the match happened, uh, you know, it started off with Kyle Snyder got this double, and he got you know a couple guts, and I started kind of like getting into it, and he stopped me. He goes. He kicked my ass, dude. You can say it. <laughs> and uh, he's real. He's like, I'm, I'm straight to the point, man. We don't got to beat around the bush. He beat, he beat up on me. Um, yeah. But I, I'm, I'm really excited to see this one too because I know these guys. These guys have trained a lot together. They're buddies. Um, you know, they, they kind of made the. I know they kind of chatted back and forth about doing the event, right? It wasn't like, a, oh, my people contact your people. Um, yeah, it was yeah. Pretty direct, and so. Um, you know, it's always good to see a couple of guys go out that have been training together that, um, mm -hmm. you know, know each other a little bit more. And, and I know that Mike Mock's excited to get in and, and let it go and, you know, see where the chips fall. It's always excited to, to wrestle some of the best guys in the world. And uh, one of the things that I really loved about my Mike Mock interview was he talked about, you know, at the end, I, I kind of asked him, you know, what can we people look forward to? And, He's, he talked about, you know, I've always been overlooked my whole career. Uh, I've always been the underdog and, you know, I kind of love the role and, and I'm looking forward to beating some people that people, you know, people are counting me out and I'm looking forward to proving them wrong. So, yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to this match, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to be favoring Snyder in this one. Uh, I hate going against my ACC guys, but <laughs> dudes won everything there is to win in the world, literally. So yeah, kind of hard. Uh, what are your feelings? Yeah. No, I mean, um, like, like what I was saying with saying it's going to take a lot before start going against Snyder. And I mean, maybe we'll be closer than the attack. I mean, just the fact that they, they've been trained together and, um, you know, now that he's hopefully taken some strides since um, Bill Farrell, like, I think maybe he'll be able to keep it closer. But I mean, yeah, Snyder, um, he's, I think he's definitely going to be, he definitely has this one. But yeah, I think it'll be closer, more competitive. And I'm sure now that he's aware of how quickly things can change <laughs> against Kyle Snyder. So yeah, it'll be, I think yeah. the storyline here for me is just like Thomas Gilman, right? We've, we've seen Snyder compete since being at the NLWC, but um, it, it's just continuing to keep an eye and see how much better he's getting there because yeah. everybody knows the match in the future is Jaden, right? gonna have mm -hmm. to get past Jaden Cox to get back on the team and I, for me personally I think Jaden's gonna win and so I'm excited to see this match because I want to see how much better Kyle's gotten and see yeah if my thoughts change you know um I, I I'm just, yeah I, I mean 
that's that's the thing for me. It's not as much of – I mean, I think this match is going to be fantastic. I think it's going to be fun to watch. But I just want to see where Kyle Snyder's at. Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. That's – I think, yeah, like, I know I touched on it before with Kirkley, and then we were talking about it with Gilman, is, like, where all these guys are now after being – spending all this time with um, – in that room. And, I mean, especially Kirkley and Snyder were practicing – like, training with each other, but also with – Kale with um, Varner. I mean, it's it doesn't get much better for the upper weights to um, than that room. I mean, that's two. That's three different uh, Olympic champs yeah. training together, and probably Kirkfleet later on in his career. We'll see what happens with uh, Gable, but I mean, very well we'll be looking back at this a few years from now, and that it was all the guys that passed through there. Uh, I think that'll be uh, really curious to see where Snyder's at. Yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of connected to uh, earlier you were talking about, like, what my favorite part of the promo videos were. And I I know what it is now. Thinking back about it, it's 100% watching uh, Snyder and David Taylor train. And <laughs> it, like, it pops up on the screen, and I remember sitting there and audibly laughing. Like, <laughs> wow. Like, I, 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 I knew they were both there, but just to think that these two dudes are training partners. Yeah. You know, I was like, like, Holy crap. I can't imagine how much better both of them are getting, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I mean, and that's like, just like the different um, like skill sets that you are training with and preparing for. Like, I mean, there's, there's not going to be many things that like they haven't seen before and haven't, you know, developed, you know, a response to. Um, So I think that's going to be something. And I know there's people at Penn state talking about sweeping the Olympic team. I don't know. I don't think, I'm not sure about that happening, but I mean, I'm, I am, I, I am wondering like what it will translate to like this room that they have. Like, I think that it would take a lot of things for them yeah. to sweep it. And I'm not expecting that in any way. I want to make that clear. It's just, I've like, whether it's seen on the message boards, like before when you're able to talk to people, like I was, I would, that was some of the chatter when Snyder came, but like, I am curious, like what it's going to pan out. Too. People are crazy, man. Okay. People yeah. give the Hawkeye fans and the Hawkeye report such crap. And Penn State is the same way. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, I can see half the Olympic team being Penn State dudes. Absolutely. But yeah. you got to think like Thomas Gilman's not the favorite, right? Um, Nolf, less of a favorite than Thomas Gilman is. Uh, you know, who else? Heavyweight, like Kirk Flea, I don't, I don't see him beating Gwiz and, and Gabe, Yeah. Well, they're right? saying. Star, I don't know. Star, okay, I, 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 still same thing. Yeah. I don't see him beating those two dudes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, no, I can see down the road a couple of years, it could happen, dude. I mean, next yeah. cycle, it could be a thing. I just don't yeah. think it's right now. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean that that'll lead us into the the final match, right? The, the main event. I know, and we both got stuff to do after, so I wanted to make sure that we get through this in enough time uh, to really give this its its day. But man, this this freaking main event is the match that I didn't know I wanted, you know? <laughs> like, I remember it coming out and me being, like, a kid at Christmas. Like, I didn't even know that existed, but I love it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I mean, these two dudes, I I'd never in my mind matched them up together. And I don't know why, but it's going to be fireworks. Uh, yeah. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I mean, it's, again, I, I agree. That was not something that ever once crossed my mind i mean they're just 
at different weights. And I think also like they weren't really like in college, like I think because Derringer is a bit older, like it was never really they thought you thought about them together. Like they weren't in the same Hodge races. So you're always comparing them. But I mean, that really made me think once I saw them like as the headline, I think that's going to be, I mean, I think that's going to be it definitely, it definitely has the most firepower, but it's going to be entertaining and it's going to be like that the perfect way to end it. I mean, like I was saying before, like the fact that Kyle Snyder wrestling an NCAA champ isn't the main event. Um, that says something about this. Like, I mean, I think a lot of people would be happy with watching Snyder and Mike Mogg. I mean, that'd be like, a, that'd be a pr- pretty good event if it just ended there, but now it's going to go into Bo and Derringer. Um, you know, the thing that, I spent a lot of time thinking about how this one would go. And I just, I, I'm curious to see how Derringer is moving up in weight to, to meet Bo. Cause I think something that Derringer relies on a lot is his strength and being able to overpower guys. Um, but now he's going against someone who's a bit heavier than him is a bit taller than him. So I wonder how that factor will play in. Is he going to have necessarily the same strengths that he normally does, or is he going to have to kind of adapt his game and then with that not only is Bo bigger like he also has just this unique style where he's making up moves as he goes is like yeah. I mean he's, he's something to watch just the way the things that he comes up with on the mat and the things that he does with his body and with his opponent's body so I think this will be a really exciting one I feel like the biggest homer ever and if I say like that Bo's going to do, but that's the only thing I can really figure out is Pull the, the trigger, man. Own it. That's Go the only it. like differentiator is just the way that he's, it's kind of neutralizing what I think is Derringer's biggest strength. I think it's going to be tight. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be a rough fight, but I mean, I got to lean toward Bo and I'm thinking a lot of just how this is going to be like, we really haven't seen much from him lately. All you hear about is how he's in the UFC gym. That's one thing I'm curious is like, how his styles evolved ever since he started training for UFC and like, like if you're able to like, just see a difference. Um, but I mean, he's talking about going for like the Olympic title and then just moving on to UFC. And like, I mean, if you were to th- think about just the, how perfect it would be of like um, his year of going through all that is like, this is the way he kicks it off. I mean, I think that'd be, something um but i mean it's going to be as tough of a match as he's had and really i think out since college so i'm really excited for this one yeah man me too i i i'm glad that you said it i'm glad that you pulled the trigger because this is great radio because i'm not picking Bo. i'm picking <laughs> i'm picking derringer um and you know my my reasoning it stays the same we actually talked about it the other day uh, on hma but I'm picking Derringer, and I think, like you said, it's going to be a phenomenal match. It's going to be, um, it's going to be great. I mean, it's going to come down to the end, and it's going to be a fun one. My deal is in a match that is so close with two guys. I mean, you realize there's six damn NCAA titles in this match. <laughs> like, it's insane. Um, but two dudes that are so good and so close. My my deciding factor is, is where their hearts are at, right? Um, I think that Bo is one foot out the door. I think that yeah. he's looking at his MMA career, and rightfully so, because I am I'm jacked to see him in MMA. I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna be the biggest Bo fan in the world. You can't like yeah. <laughs> uh, just because I'm picking against him right now doesn't mean I don't want him to be a, a UFC champ. Um, but 
I don't think his heart's 100% in it right now. Um, not like I hate using that phrase because not saying like he doesn't love wrestling, right? His heart's in it for wrestling, but he's, yeah. he's got other visions right now. Um, and I think Derringer, I mean, is a cowboy through and through. And to see the dude uproot his life and move somewhere else to try to get better, I don't see how you can be any more into the sport of wrestling. And like, no, yeah, I agree with that. The dude's all in, you know. Um, and I think that he's probably got tremendously better moving up there. So um, I think it's going to be a really close one. It's going to be a fun one, but I'm going to favor the Cowboy. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Derringer, and, and I'm, I'm glad that we picked differently on some of these, men. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm, I, that, I really am, like, excited to see this match because then also, like, well, Derringer's not cutting, like, what other, like, what other levels is he able to reach then? Like, does he have – like a little bit more endurance. He put on, you know, more muscle in the last month. Like who knows, like, is he, so maybe he is even stronger. Like, I think that'll be really something to see. And then bringing up how like Bo is kind of already looking down the road from wrestling. I do think that would be, that could be a factor as well. And like, maybe if this was like Olympic trials, I would like put a lot more weight on that. Cause I could see like, someone like Derringer, if they were going to meet there, but not that they would, but like just investing his entire life into it. And then like, well, the other one is kind of working on like life after wrestling. So I think that is a good point. And maybe it will be like something that comes up down the line as he um, goes through the different, um, like the circuit through the next years, like how into wrestling he is. But um, yeah, I think it'll be exciting. And I mean, I don't think Kale would, I think Kale's, very good about keeping his guys focused. So I have to think that he's trying his best to keep him focused on like the current um, goals, but yeah, either way, the match will be just a, a showstopper. For sure. It's going to be fireworks, man. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it and, and I'm, I'm giddy, man. I, I can't wait to watch <laughs> it. But uh, speaking of watch it, beat the streets is on. Um, and can you still hear me? Yeah. Okay, well, my camera cut out on me, so I'm changing oh, cameras real quick. I just but, changed cameras, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm speaking of, of competing, speaking of watching matches, Beat the Streets is coming on right now, so we're going to get off and we're going to watch that. Um, yeah, yeah. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I had a great time talking to you, Anthony, and uh, we'll definitely have to do this again, man. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, and I'm uh, looking forward to coming back on, and hopefully we'll get everything sorted out the next time so we do it live, and uh, really appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. It will be live next time. Um, so make sure you go subscribe to us on Rockfan, Matt Geeks, Anthony Colucci. Go find us both and subscribe, follow, whatever the heck you guys do. But uh, that's it for us here, and we will see you next time.